few reasons. There is, yeah, like, it only happens once every three years. It's a huge, huge youth missions conference, and um, there's like 16,000 people. But I had, I had a lot of questions, like, what, what do I want to do with my life? What do I want to do in terms of, like, my career? I'm studying music. Is this really what God wants me to do? Questions like that. Um, one of the great things about Urbana is they have, like, there's a lot of different, there's, like, worship sessions, and there's seminars you can go to um, that pertain to, like, your degree that you're taking, and so you can kind of see, like, um, like, for me, there's, there's different music seminars I could go to that um, missionaries <coughs> who are musicians spoke and gave their advice and opinions and, um, so that, that was really useful for me. They also had like big, they had um, big rally speakers. So for like, we meet all of us in the football stadium, all 16,000 of us, and they would have giant, giant meetings where they kind of have preaching sessions. Um, and that was just, that was phenomenal. That was amazing. Cause it was like people from so many different countries of the world gathering. Um, and I think my biggest takeaway from Urbana was just seeing like the global church, seeing so many people from different countries all gathering together and sharing their persecution as well as, as just worshiping. There's so much persecution going on that we just don't see here. And that was, that was really, really eye-opening. Um, one of the speakers was Francis Chan and he, he said, if, if God, what he, he quoted someone, I forget who it was, but he said, um, if God is not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. And I think that really stuck with me in light of talking about like persecution and how these Christians are just willing to give up everything. Um, one guy spoke who said that he, he was in like, uh, it was like a really closed, secure country. And what did he say? There's like 14 people that he knew that year died or something um, for just for being Christians. And that was like really, really challenging because you think about how comfortable we are here and we just don't hear about that. Um, and also, uh, Joel, uh, David Platt was was one of the speakers too, and um, I found him really inspiring. He, he kind of just echoed Chan, he's like, Christianity without risk isn't Christianity. And so yeah, I found that like really, really challenging. Um, we also had Bible studies in the mornings before um, the worship and um, the bigger speakers, and we were kind of going through the book of Matthew, just taking different sections from it. And there's one day that we were talking, I think it was Matthew 26, and it was talking about Mary Magdalene and how she broke the jar of alabaster, uh, the, the alabaster jar of oil over Jesus' feet. Um, and that was, that was a really, really profound study for me because it was like I was seeing my life as the alabaster jar. And it was like, oh, this is so precious. And people say, oh, you should use your life for this or, you know, you, you can play music, you should do this with your life, but it's like, well, what does God want me to do? How can I give that to him? And so that was, that was really profound. Um, yeah, so it gave me a lot to think about as far as like what I'm doing with my life, and I don't know yet what I'm doing. God is leading. Um, but it was, it was definitely a, a good experience, and I'm, I'm really glad.
me and 
also like listening to other people's story, like how they um, how they suffered for God and how they are persecuted, and but still being faithful to God really inspired me because like sometimes like it's very easy to get comfort with this, uh, my community being a Christian community. I get really comfort and with it, and not willing to reach out because people here will recognize me, accept me, but then. And I started to forget, like, knowing God is really not about just changing a lifestyle or religion, but really, like, it's a choose of life and death. So, like, knowing God just, like, um, teach me.
So for me, uh, Urbana was a worship was a beautiful picture of reconciliation in the kingdom of God. So we had you know 16,000 people singing together. Uh, we sang in more than 10 languages, um, in all these different cultural styles. And what happened? Some of the members of the worship team actually traveled to different places and kind of got gifts of songs from these different, um, often Christian student movements or people, uh, Christian people from around the world. And I think it was a recognition that Christian music does not have to be Western music, and that um, you know hula dancing is an equally valuable expression of the Christian faith uh, as worship bands. Um, they're both, you know, a way that you can worship God. Um, and so, you know, we had very different stories. And this uh, Urbana worship allowed us to listen to each other's stories and enter into those stories um, and sing together and stand in solidarity with each other. Whether it was all of us singing a spiritual uh, associated with the Black Lives Matter movement in the States, or a song from uh, Pacific Islanders reclaiming their languages and traditional forms of dance. Um, it was just a whole beautiful picture of reconciliation. And for Christians, reconciliation is not an option. It's part of our mission as a people of God. I think for me, the second reason why worship was uh, so meaningful and important is it gave me a deeper experience of God. So sometimes when I'm worshiping, you know, in my home church or wherever, I kind of go into autopilot, don't necessarily listen to all the words. It's too, it's so familiar and it's in English, I can understand it without really paying attention. Um, so being at Urbana and singing in different languages and in different styles really forced me to pay attention to what I was singing um, and to what was going on. And I love what the worship leader said. She said that God is too big to be contained in any one culture. And that uh, was a really powerful statement. I, Western worship, you know, it can only capture a portion of God. So, you know, through Latino worship, I was able to really feel the joy of worshiping God with others and the celebration of being a Christian. Uh, the Arabic song that we learned talked about how God is higher and um, the sovereign king over all earthly authorities. Uh, which is really meaningful with the current situation in the Middle East. Um, and just themes that uh, maybe are missing in our worship uh, that we are able to experience. Um, so I encourage you, the, actually the music from Urbana, uh, the videos, as well as the speakers and dramas and dances and seminars, they're all available online. So if you go to the Urbana website, you can listen to them. Um, you can also get the live worship CD from iTunes. Um, if you want to hear more about Urbana worship. Uh, so in terms of how this will influence me going forward, uh, well, I know these experiences um, will influence as I do campus ministry as part of Acadia Christian Fellowship, <coughs> as I go into refugee ministry in the future, and as I'm kind of currently doing that as well. Um, yeah, and just as a person who uh, really loves to be part of a multicultural kingdom of God. <laughs>